0: This is Shu the podcast, episode 297 for the week of April 29th, 2012. Hey, hey, welcome to Shu the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Shu. We cover, you powering up as you're saying the name there. I am. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. We got Heath over there. We got Mike over here, Huchio and Vegito EX respectively. Uh, we both kind of sick, horsey. What's going on, man? I don't know. I, I got really
1: stuffed up the other night and I slept horribly. Yeah. ever yep. since then, my voice has just kind of not been what it should be.
0: <laughs> Which is amazing for podcasting, so. So, uh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I guess we apologize. I'm still kicking that sinus infection out of my system. So two of us were rocking the amazing podcasting talent right here i think we just need jeff that's what we need <laughs> jeff with his own sinus infections where he gets like five octaves lower if that's possible he's somewhere. had it
1: since puberty i
0: know i know all right man you and i it's the two of us the head honchos Okanzen Shu. shoe we're here for a uh we kind of hinted at it we thought we'd be doing something else but the way the cards fly fall what's what's the saying fell i don't know what's going on we're just gonna catch up on questions and emails and all that good stuff this episode although we have many other things we have news we have another song to share with you so we got some good stuff in addition to all your questions which may turn into little mini topics anyway as they are apt to do here on this here show So.
1: I'm looking forward. Assuming
0: to that. we don't go horse, I know we'll just give up about halfway through and transition into a repeat of something. We can just play
1: old questions and yeah, we'll we'll play old questions or little musical tracks. Awesome.
0: All right, dude. Is there anything going on we want to mention before we get to music and news and all that stuff? You got any stuff? Site stuff? What's going on with the site right now? Uh, I've seen stuff from Julian. He's getting ready to wrap up video game lyric translations. That's cool. And I've been working on the
1: manga. Guy. "God," Nice, so, nice. And I know you've been working on the music database.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, hey, here's something I can talk about, Dragon Ball related. I got in a new CD this past week. I'm so excited. I saw that. Where? So you found this on eBay? Yeah, just a random eBay listing. It's the soundtrack for Akira Toriyama, The World. It was the 1990... I forget which one it was in 1990, but it was the one that DBZ Movie 3 premiered at, the festival over there. And this was a special one that focused on Toriyama, so they had DBZ Movie 3, and then they also had anime adaptations of Kenosuke-sama and Pink, which were Toriyama one-shots. So it's a soundtrack to all three of those. So for Dragon Ball, it's got, obviously, Hedchala Margoto, which was the closing. It's got a couple image songs on there, I think. Plus Alpha, which was an earlier hit song collection, there-ish, era-ish song, and a couple others. I don't remember what's on there, but yeah, it's a CD that I knew existed, never added to the music database. I don't know why, and I just happened to see it up on eBay, and it was a buy it now for 30 bucks. I said, hey, I... I have 30 bucks. I've never seen this before. Why not? So, got that in this week.
1: I love it when you have 30 bucks. It makes a lot of things possible. (laughs)
0: It's true. 30 bucks a game, pretty much anything. I haven't listened to it yet, though. I kind of know what the Dragon Ball music is, but I suppose I should check out what the other songs on there are. I've never seen those anime adaptations. I'm pretty sure they only got. I think Pink did get a VHS release at some point. I don't know about Kadosuke, though. I don't think it did at all. I'm not sure. I mean, something we'd. Obviously, I have to go back and fact check. But regardless, so that'll be a new edition. I did port that into the music database. I forget what section. Probably like miscellaneous Dragon Ball CDs. So. I think that's what... It I'm waiting on Julian. He's obviously finishing up lyrics. He's going to finish up some CD track listings that we never got around to back on Shu EX. So there'll be new editions in there and just porting everything back over. So that and just regular news updating has that's been my life on Kanzenshu recently. Well, I
1: think that's... The fun part for us of redoing these sections, putting them back up, porting them over, because we have been adding things to them as we've done it. So they're not just straight up transfers or ports. Yeah,
0: I guess let me give an example was the rumor guide, where I didn't have any new, like, specific item additions to it. I didn't have a new rumor, then explanation, but all of them got new images. I added in things for like. Trunks can turn Super Saiyan 2. I mentioned the hero stuff and put in scans of the Super Saiyan 3 cards. So those kind of things, those all got new additions. Was there anything like that you did when you were porting over old sections?
1: Uh, I know on the home video guide on the Japanese side of things, I added in some menu screenshots, oh, a right. couple more details. I know I added a couple paragraphs, descriptions, things like that.
0: Yeah. And the home video guide that also got the Psycho Jump DVD, that had come out in the meantime, yep. so little things like that. That was good. That was good. So, yeah, obviously, all that content's coming back, new things. All right, man, I think we've talked uh, enough meta here about the site and I the podcast. We could
1: go on for ages. We but could. You've heard us We have other things this. to accomplish. We do.
0: So, let's take a quick little musical break. Last week on the show, we brought you from the Delray. It was a cover of the Dragon Ball Z3 3, Budokai 3 opening theme. Song from the PS2. This week we have another one from him. It's a cover of "Challengers," which is a uh, background in-game music track. You'll recognize it, I'm sure. Great thing about this, it is one of the for all you Kenji Yamamoto super fans out there, one of the rip-offs from Stratovarius. Uh, I believe he took three songs off of their album from 2000. I'm pretty sure "Challengers" is the rip-off of "Hunting High and Low." But regardless, the Del Rey did his own. Cover of this song, and much like last week's song, the guitars are live performed. The drums are programmed in GarageBand. It's just an awesome rock. And the song was already rock to begin with. It was kind of rock via prog rock in a way. So uh, let's take a break here. We're gonna check out his cover of Challengers. We'll come back. We'll talk about news and answer all your questions. Again, that was the Del Rey with his cover of Challengers that, as with last week's song, you can check out over in the music download section over on KonZenshu. We do have permission to share it with you here on the show and over there on the website so you can get the uh, full quality version over there. Much appreciation. I know we mentioned it last week, but even with Yamamoto's uh, (laughs) clear ripping off of other folks, great soundtrack for that game, man.
1: Well, you got to give the guy credit. He's really good at what he does. (laughs)
0: We've talked about this with Battle Point Unlimited, where he took at least three little bits and pieces, I think, of more songs from uh, propaganda, but he arranges them well. Like you can't take away from that talent. Or he took all these other songs and did something new with them. That's no different from what folks online in the fandom community do with the OC remix community. You think of that AMVs, where you taking two existing things and make new things.
1: But it's also a little different when you're getting. <laughs> paid for
0: it. an official capacity is supposed to be making money crazy
1: well which is fine i mean you can sample that's great no one ever cares if you do it as long as you credit them and usually they would like some proceeds that go with it
0: oh yeah i was listening to just pandora i had pandora up the other day and one of these days by pink floyd came up it's like oh hmm. it's so fitting That this would come up on my station. The irony. All right, man. uh, I'm going to blow my nose. We're going to transition. Let's talk about some news. All right. First news update from the last week. Zenkai Battle Royale has some new... Updates. That is the brawler fighting game. I believe it's up to four players simultaneously. And that can be local or over the internet. Arcade game in Japan. It's been getting some pretty consistent updates since it launched. Uh, oh man, was that 2010 that it officially came out? I have to go back and check the update on our site, which has its source and all that good stuff. Anyway, two new character additions in this most recent update. So Mr. Satan and Majin Boo, the fat good Mr. Boo, has been added. Mr. Satan's techniques, I love this. He thinks all the fancy energy attacks are just tricks. So- So, none of the key attacks in the game actually work against him. I think that is amazing. So, it's pulling that gag character-ness to the extreme. He's got a a high-powered guided missile, a remote-controlled bomb, a technique called I Just Remembered Some Urgent Business, and another technique called (laughs) Number One, which allows him to recover strength from the cheers of his fans. I love this. So, he
1: basically just like, oh, crap, and then he runs off? Is that I don't know.
0: I haven't seen it in action, but I love the name. That's the actual name of it, I believe. I just remembered some urgent business. It's pretty Whoever awesome.
1: Whoever came up with that needs a bonus.
0: They know these characters pretty well. All right, so then Majin Buu, he can replicate others' attacks just by seeing them much as he also did in the series. The only technique he starts out with is a chocolate beam, which, of course, turns the opponent into chocolate, and he can regain his health by pounding away at this new chocolate enemy. His Kamehameha attack, that'll replicate their long-distance attacks, and then he's got a technique called Buu Rush, which will replicate their close-range techniques.
1: Doesn't everyone in most of these games have a rush attack
0: i think it's something like you like you have a long range attack and you have a close range attack and then you have some other stuff yeah so whatever theirs are and that he sees he can do then finally if his health gets too low his angry explosion activates which causes anyone around him to get engulfed in of course an explosion i love these additions they are just such close attention to detail
1: and i love that they picked these characters because we get a lot of other characters everyone's like i just want to be Super Saiyan three, Goku, and I want Super Saiyan four. This and then when you just go back to like, I mean, come on, Mister Satan, who really, really wants to be Mister Satan and go up against anyone? Right. But you want to be when you can just run away, and I don't know even if you can win with that. I mean, how that works? <laughs> I know. I game. know. <laughs> like, every time somebody attacks, he's like, "Oh my god, I have urgent business. I'll be right back." And then does the other person just lose out of boredom? Like the character doesn't know. What <laughs> know to do. Like
0: how long does it take for him to come back? Hopefully, they balance it a little bit so he is a viable player uh i'm looking forward to this and the big question is why has this game not received an announcement of a home release we ask the same thing but if it's continuing to receive updates in the arcade version keep them coming and Maybe we'll hear about it next year. Maybe the Kinect game's a holdover while they work on it. Who knows?
1: You never know. We've seen it before, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last arcade game to come out was Super DBZ. That did get a home release. Uh, I mean, I believe it was based on PS2 hardware. I'm pretty sure we had a story about how Zenkai Battle Royale is actually based on PS3 hardware. So we're... Just kind of waiting. It's best we can do. That's all we ever do is wait. All right, dude. Let's jump away from Japan. Take us over to France. They got some good stuff coming.
1: All right, Frenchies. You guys are receiving the cheaper Dragon Ball DVD set. Now, originally, there were two giant DVD sets that came out back in 2009, 2010, and they were about 150 euros a piece. Oh, my God. I know. Can you imagine? AB Video is re-releasing this series we got to get that other re in there i know (laughs) in three smaller sets for about Oh, 30 euros a piece. So that's 90 versus 150 total. Actually,
0: I, I wrote the wrong number there. It's 90 versus 300 total because each of the two prior sets... Oh,
1: because they were 150 euros yeah, a piece. Yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know why I wrote that ah, wrong. I gotcha. Yeah.
1: So, oh my that's gosh. That's crazy, guys.
0: 300. Crazy pricing. That's
1: like, should I get the US Dragon Box or just buy the original Japanese? I know. But not even quite to that scale. No, no. no
0: that's, I got to give him credit on this one. I mean, that's a drastic, price drop i don't know if that's the other ones did so well they don't mind re-releasing it at this price the other ones did so poorly they have to try and get some money at this price whatever it is if you're in france this is a hell of a deal
1: well and it's always easier to split up you know split a series up a little more than have two giant just huge right. releases but it's so. only
0: down to 3 that's the thing like they didn't split it up yeah. that much more i don't know if i don't it get works, it but all power to them yeah.
1: so if you're in france go pick these up but just like the last release these are uncut bilingual versions but since it is Uncut French dub was never produced, track switches over to the original when there's an extended edit, and and so on and so forth. So you kind of run into a, a couple things every
0: once in a while. At that point, just watch in Japanese and you're good straight through. So that's cool, though. That's some really good news. And I know our buddy Sangofe is rejoicing somewhere in Europe right now that we finally mentioned this news. Jumping up and down.
1: See, you know, we like it when other countries get cool stuff. We do. Especially we do. for cheap. We're all about the cheap. Yep. Yep. If it's done correctly.
0: Great product. Great product. I uh, I recommend that. So, all right, let's pull it back over here to the US. This news, this is so hard to explain.
1: Yeah, I'm confused already and I haven't even read this.
0: Funimation was going to re-re-re-release the uh, season one of... Ki- all right, let's break this down. So, Funimation, obviously releasing Dragon Ball Kai under the name Z-Kai. they were putting out the parts, which are about 13 episodes. Great. Okay. So season one of Z Kai was originally announced back in July. It was coming out October that year. It was going to repackage the first two parts, so episodes one through 13 and then 14 through 26, into one larger set. That did come out. We know it came out. People have it. That came out with the same Yamamoto, Kenji Yamamoto, we were talking about earlier, broadcast store from Kai. Now, this set, it was pulled from online listings for a little while after it came out. And when it popped back up, it still had the Yamamoto score. We were all assuming that oh my god it got pulled this was around the time and after that the quote-unquote scandal broke about Kenji Yamamoto's music but no people ordered it again after that and still had Yamamoto now this past February Funimation's spring solicitations noted season one and season two of Kai coming as new releases in May of this year which is obviously next month so it's kind of weird that a new SKU was replacing this prior one instead of just kind of silently putting it out and replacing the score and that old listing still up on Amazon when I looked the other day there were still 11 copies of it still there that's just weird like why you wouldn't take it down yeah I don't get whatever (sighs) actually I'm not sure that you can find it through search but because I had a link to it I was able to get to it I'd have to double check and see just how accessible it is but I know it's still there if you can get to it but this all made sense because we knew as of I think February, the Funimation was going to discontinue parts 1 through 4 and that made sense because those were the ones that they released with the Kenji Yamamoto score. The quote-unquote again scandal broke after that. Part 5 was delayed for a while. When part 5 came out, it had the Kikuchi score. So the big question, this season 1 re, maybe re-squared release, which musical score would it have? Well, (laughs) leave it to our buddy Tanuki to buy every version of every product on the planet. He had the original release Release of season one which had the Yamamoto score he ordered this and the new version shipped from Right Stuff the new May release does indeed contain the Shinsuke Kikuchi replacement score for Kai and I think uh, I asked a question about this the only way that you can tell is the the, the SKU number on the back is different but if you're ordering online you can't really see that number on the back so you're kind of boned in terms of what are you looking for specifically but uh, at this point if you're ordering season one and obviously season two as well does have the Kikuchi score there due out on the same day. That's the situation right now. Does anyone follow any of that? Heath, I ask you, as someone who co runs Kanzenchu, a site dedicated to Dragon Ball, and it has an extensive list of these home releases that both of us have updated this particular page. Like, if you wanted to go buy something right now, would you know what you had to type in to get? No. I would
1: have no idea. If I mean, the packaging is the same. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Everything is the same. And here's
0: the thing. That, that first release of season one from, I think, was it like last October? It said Kikuchi on the back of the box from the musical score. That's why people were so confused, because people got it in and said Kikuchi on the back yamamoto's score played well then it got pulled from listings like oh obviously that was a production error it's supposed to have kikuchi nope
1: (laughs) well and it would make logical sense when they pull it to think well if it says kikuchi on the back they must have realized their mistake especially when fans brought it to their attention so let's pull that real quick we'll just reprint some more throw it back out we'll be good to go but no that's not what they did at all (laughs) They pulled it to put the exact same thing on the shelf. It's almost like they made the same screw up twice. They just said, screw it. We're just going to start all over.
0: (laughs) Throw out all materials we have. Start fresh. Oh, it's just whatever. Wasn't Kai just a disaster? I mean... Well, it's one thing after another. Regardless of if you even liked the product, just everything that happened because of internal production just made it this worldwide disaster. And I know we've already said this, but what else can you say? And it's
1: not just to one country but since one thing happened it's just a gigantic snowball yeah and that's that is one thing that can be pretty hard to check is audio i mean you can't just like look at it and be like hmm oh yeah this is different you can't do anything with it right
0: right you have (laughs) to to open it up
1: i have to buy this to make sure what is on it and that's what sucks okay or maybe that's their massive plan yeah oh they have to
0: buy this. they know tanuki's gonna buy it twice
1: oh he'll buy it more than twice yeah
0: i've seen it (laughs) all right man so we've done our music break we've talked about news for a little bit we've been getting in more questions as we've been talking so let's turn it over to you guys your feedback your questions all that jazz All right, Heath, in response to the Toriyama Artistic Process podcast, this is uh, Jonathan's question about the uh, podcast that you did with Corey a week or so ago, two weeks ago, I think at this point. What is your favorite stylistic era in the series? and why so heath we'll take it over to you
1: um oh gosh i i don't know if it's just because i like this arc of the series so much but it's around the 23rd yeah, Budokai. yeah.
0: i'm pretty sure we've been asked this question and we've answered this exact same thing but we'll do it again and we'll yeah. give all the same reasons
1: okay so the reasoning is one the arc is just awesome to begin with yeah, so yeah. that always helps. The fight scenes are very well done. He choreographs everything beautifully. Uh, The scenery is so nice. It's, you know, it's a place we've come to know, but at the same time, it just always looks so good and his attention to detail at this point is right up there with everything that he's done so far. And I like the more roundish kind of style that he has at that point. It hasn't gotten too straight, too square yet, but it's not gag anymore where it's way overly round.
0: Right, right. Give you one an example it's uh a toss back to bruce lee it's goku jabbing piccolo i believe it is or is it tension no i'm pretty sure it's piccolo in the chest but he's doing that like whoa Kind of thing where he's facing the camera, looking away from Piccolo. It's a two page spread. I'm pretty sure, unless I'm making this all up in my head and thinking about something. Oh, when totally he punches different. him in the stomach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shot. Yep, yep. That, I mean, that's just everything about that is impeccable and amazing. And that's my answer as well. Uh, I'd say that into the Cyan arc. Um, it's pretty so I mean, obviously, that was the next arc. So it's a natural transition off of there. But the Cyan arc is just before he's starting to get into the lines and the angles a little bit cuz obviously we're going to hit the super saiyan hair and things get a little more spikier if that's even possible over time but that's totally my favorite era and i think that's going to i don't know tie into two questions from now about movies oh
1: yeah i like that one so we'll just
0: get to it all right here heath why don't you take sammy's question
1: all right so sammy asked us on twitter will you be doing another consensual special kickoff diary podcast episode but this time the subject would be to discuss the new wiki
0: it's a good question and i think the answer is going to be no here because because you
1: know it's coming
0: (laughs) right we've already launched transparency is at 100 percent or zero percent not sure the best way to phrase that right now the inverse
1: of zero right think about it the
0: kickoff diary was because we were working on the site in secret and wanted to document stuff for ourselves along the way. In terms of the wiki, we've already got two giant threads. One kind of tapered off and then another one took its place. That's already about 40 pages. And as we get working on it, I'm sure we'll have 200 pages of extreme documentation and back and forth. And Jake's going to be the lead on that primarily in terms of content and arranging and all that stuff. So you, you are going to have more information than you probably want or will ever need. In terms of podcast content on it i don't know like what would there be for us to talk about because it's going to be so like minute details and justifications for stuff i'm not sure if there's any engaging content in there for listening right i don't think
1: there is either everything's going to be so in the open because we're going to want people's feedback and we've we've already kind of come up with a basic idea of what we want to do with it and i know jake wrote up a whole bunch of guidelines and everything and Which apparently everyone else is coming up with their own guideline, and so we're going to have to really (laughs) comb through everything, and it's going to be a disaster that's awesome.
0: I mean, we have a style guide for ourselves for the site. There's going to be kind of an enhanced style guide for the wiki and all that stuff. And people have been asking, you know, what's the ETA on launching the wiki? We don't have one right now. (laughs) Hopefully this year. I mean, that's obviously something that was part of the launch process and being built in the technical capabilities. But we've got to build in the rest of the site and be comfortable and ready to go and other stuff going on. Just make sure we're in a place to do it. So it's coming. Obviously. I mean we launched a site, I mean, it, it's
1: there. It'll get done. Yep. At some point. But um, yeah, just it's kinda along the same lines, like you said, of the website that we wanted to make sure we were at a point where we could do it, where everything was gonna work, the technology's there. We we do it in a I don't wanna say slow process, but in a, a nicely paced process so that we know that it's done right. We're not just rushing all out there because everybody wants it ASAP. Otherwise, who knows? It may not work. It's all going to fall apart. And then what do we do? We have to start all over. So we just want to make sure that it works correctly the first time.
0: And it's going to cost more money. And I think we're going to have to talk about that at some point here on the show as tactfully as we can. Uh, Mike's going to go broke if he's not already broke. Anyway, let's and turn it over to our next question then. Uh, this one comes to us from Zach. We were mentioning it just a second ago. What was the best DBZ movie? That's kind of a loaded question. It's like, what do you I think know. the best story was? Would you think looked the best? Would you think had the most potential? See,
1: and I was thinking we could kind of take this from different angles and uh, we could each kind
0: of choose which we like for different reasons. All right. Well, let's break this down first. He asks, what was the best movie? That to me is different from what is your favorite movie. I think when you say best, you have to remove your personal feelings from it a little bit. There's no such thing as being objective. I have a giant manifesto I have to write about the word subjective and biased as relating to fandom. Best
1: is so definitive. (laughs) Like I can definitively say this is the best. And I think that's really hard to do with anything, yeah, yeah. especially on a series that is so opinion-based.
0: Right. So I don't know how we do this. I guess I'll let you go first and kind of define how you're answering the question oh okay that's fair enough mine i
1: was gonna go with uh dragon ball z movie five for artistic interesting interesting Um, answer for the animation i just have always liked the animation i loved how goku super saiyan was drawn everything like that it's not my favorite story Mm -hmm. of all of them but as far as artistically and the animation I've always liked that. Now, I will say, I think especially Dragon Ball movie one, I mean, just the scenery and the background, the artistic detail, yeah, yeah. just. I think blows everything out of the water, but you said Dragon Ball Z, so that's what I'm going with.
0: Okay. Were there any scenes in there in particular that jump out to you? Movie 5 has a very interesting color palette at so- at times because we do go from day to night back to day again, so there's some interesting yeah. transitions there.
1: Um I'd say some of my favorite scenes like I really like when Piccolo's fighting Basically, Dore and Sazer, uh-huh. when they're going around and stuff in the sky, and then they end up in the trees, the forest.
0: Oh, aren't his arms just impeccably animated? With their no, ah, oh, so like, good. Hey,
1: I'm gonna extend this. You get over here. You know, <laughs> so good. Like, Yes. And then at the end just the panning they do on Goku when he just he's transformed and then he looks up at Akula and he's like, I am just gonna kick your ass right now. And
0: that sound But I'm gonna do it in a very music. silent manner. Uh.
1: So what do you what do you what are you thinking then? Are you going more I have a feeling everyone's gonna want you to say a certain movie but i have a feeling that might not be the movie no you're gonna say. That, that's
0: totally one of my favorites obviously dbz movie one is one of my favorites but that's okay. not what i'm answering here and i think you just heard me talking a little bit about it i'm gonna go from a sound design perspective to answer this question and i'm gonna go with the dbz movie nine for that because oh yes i think movie nine has some of the best music that kikuchi scored for the entire series uh a couple are pieces we know already the version of Vegeta's theme that plays as he rises up out of the rubble there when uh, he throws Trunks's sword that's a fantastic rendition of that song but also the violin piece that plays when Gohan goes Super Saiyan 2 in that movie again just could you top Unmei no He? Well I think he might have here without a vocal song and it's not as emotional a a scene because we don't have the death of a character but just Gohan he's working through stuff and just realizing what he needs to do and it just crescendos up right at that moment and it's kind of panning around him to his face there and then the shot of his feet and then up to his face but it's not just music uh that i want to talk about it's the sound design encompasses everything i love the sound effects the little crinkle crackles of yeah the, when they're shooting all the the web know, stuff that they're trying to yeah. hold in place and it's got that weird, i don't know if it's a voice or what but it's like, Whoa! crackle, 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 crackle. I, I don't know what that is, but it solidifies that scene for me. And uh, that's what I love about DBZ Movie 9, in addition to the animation and getting to see Yamjun, Han into the mix a little bit there. And obviously, uh, Kududeng gets to fight against Zangya. There's some good designs in there. I think Movie 9 has some great stuff going for it, but its audio is what clinches it for me.
1: And I think you can tell where you and I come from perspective-wise on a lot of things. You're more of... <laughs> of a music background yeah. i'm more of the anime kind of yeah and then jake's manga right, and right. julian's whatever <laughs> julian's pleases him at the whatever
0: time floats his boat at that particular moment exactly i don't know i guess we'll have to get their answers at some point but i think that really was the best way we could approach this question what's the best movie i, I don't know i think we sort of changed it to
1: favorite in the end you know sort of. i think you have to yeah yeah chrono lucas asked us is it just me or do the fight scenes in the dragon ball z movies drop dramatically in quality after movie three what are your thoughts on this
0: i think there's a severe drop from two to three and then three to basically nothing after that
1: well you get to the point almost where you get away from the hand-to-hand combat and you see that a lot in the series too yeah by the time you get to a lot of the later movies it's hey here's a transformation now i'm just gonna power up and hear giant key blasts, and you know we're not really gonna have the physical fighting that we had at the beginning of the series which even for me and i know for you a lot of times that's what i loved about the budokai parts of the original series yeah, and then even we just the early Saiyan arc stuff is all more, you know, even with Vegeta when he's fighting him,
0: it's a lot of physical contact. Oh, but. it is that fight that as soon as Vegeta and Goku start fighting and it helps that it, it's an amazing animation day, but when they do those like claw poses and the rock mm-hmm. crumbles and then they jump and the pans that are going on, that's great. But to take it over to the movies, during that same era we had the same thing going on and it's really the choreography of the first two movies. When you have Goku versus, he's fighting Ginger and Nikki, I think it is. Just Mm -hmm. that one shot where Goku's like ducking and falling over himself, then his hair gets cut, and then they're running, and Yoibo extends. They go around
1: the side of the castle.
0: It's fantastic. And then there's not a lot in movie two, but Goku versus Piccolo, and it's that close-up shot of them fighting, where he does it like backhand to the face. There's amazing work being done in there, and it drops drastically to movie three where we get, you know, kind of okay shot of Goku fighting all of Talos's henchmen, but it's kind of choppy a little bit there as well. I don't think it's as fluid. And all the other minor characters, like they get their key attacks, but they don't get to really fight, fight. Yeah. We get
1: the Don, Kienzan, you know, things like yeah. that. I'm going to do my signature move. And then- Which is
0: great. Don't get me wrong. I love that we had that chance to see that, but they're not really fighting, fighting. And poor Tzu. I know. <laughs> he didn't really... I don't know. Did he fire to pot? I don't think so. I don't. Was was he even there? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he was there. He was there. He got hit, and then it was Taiyo. Yeah. and then Well, I know he's matter. in
1: all the artwork for it, so I assume he was in the movie. But was he really <laughs> in the movie?
0: I love that's that's what you remember.
1: So there you go, Lucas. That's I think that's our answer because I think so. Were there we any good
0: hand-to-hand fights later on in the movies? Um, I'm trying to. I a mean, a lot of it you talked about really came five, down to Piccolo. either
1: a power struggle or a transformation that now just makes me stronger than you. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. I mean, I don't yeah. Know. We have the Ryu Ken, but then a technique. Then what? Yep. You know. Yeah.
0: All right. So. We agree with you. I I guess that that's our answer. Yeah, you're correct. All right, Jacob wants to know: Will y'all ever cover the Dragon Ball stuff in Doctor Slump 1997, the second Doctor Slump series? I think we will at some Never. point. It's a matter of ever digging it up and rewatching it. I don't think I've seen it since 1998.
1: Yeah, and you have to watch. If I remember quite a ways not it, it's like around episode 50 or something. Yeah, it's like pretty that, far so. in. So.
0: Uh, all of Dr. Slump did get their Dragon Box-esque releases, though, so... Yes. Did Dr. Slump get singles? I don't think it did. Yeah, it did. It did get single DVD releases after mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, you could... Uh, it came with the same cards that you got with a lot of the Dragon Ball singles, and you could turn those in, but they didn't do diorama sets. They did something else, and I can't remember what it was.
0: Ooh, all right. I have to check that out then. Do a little tape replacing. So, yes, we will do that.
1: All right, David wants to know, and this is more up your alley than mine, but what kind of mics do we use? And what kind of mixer slash audio editing software do you use for podcasting? Well, I have a USB, was it MXL 990, I believe it is. Yes,
0: yeah, so you have the USB version of the microphone I use. I can, who asked us this question? It was David. David and everyone else. I'll point you over to a blog entry I wrote about a year ago. My podcasting setup, the 2011 version. Not much has changed since then. So I just, it's over my personal blog. You can read everything. It's got pictures. Uh, mixer, it's a Mackie 1202-VLZ3 whatever it's it's a nice giant mackie mixer uh the microphone that we use what are we talking about microphone MXL 990, that's what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Condenser microphone, uh, good on a boom stand and, you know, pop filter, all that jazz. Uh, mine is just a standard version, goes into the mixer. Heath, like you said, we got you the USB version of that since it's just you over there. Uh, since it's usually multiple people over here, I have additional microphones. I've got another 990. Uh, these days I have Mary on a trusty old sm58 just because that seems to work better for her when she needs to sniffle it's a little more unidirectional so it doesn't pick up every little sound over there uh that's it so you can check out the uh, blog entry and it's got all the information you need there uh the the one thing that has changed is i don't use premiere anymore to do the final mix on it i just do everything in audacity all I need. All right. So Rob wants to know this was an email. I think this came into the Konzenchu contact form and I don't remember. Hello Konzenchu crew. First off, excellent work on the new site. Applaud your decision to fuse Konzentai and Zenshu EX together. You got the dance right. Yes, we did. No fat Konzenchu right now. I realize there's still a lot of work to do, but I was wondering if among the other guides on the site, if there will ever be a technique guide seeing as Dragon Ball is a very martial arts oriented series well with mystical energies and all. Herms also posted and a lot of great gods in the forums that deserve to be on the main page in its own right. Best regards, Rob, a.k.a. Mafisto 86 So, yes and yes?
1: Yeah, I mean it's among one of the guides we've talked about doing it. We kind of had one a while back and then I know he's translated a lot of stuff from the Dice and that's on the forum and I know you kind of worked on,
0: was it a tidbit? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was basically and... done. The borrowed attacks tidbit where it was yep. someone used an attack and then someone else used it later on, either their own spin on it or even crediting them like Goku did with Tension Han several times, that kind of stuff. So that's something we'll port over but i think uh the thing we want to know here is our buddy jake herms when he posts that stuff up on the forum the intent is always you guys are beta testing the information finding any little things that are missing inaccuracies extra things to add and then that does get ported over to the site eventually like that's that's the purpose of him putting that stuff up there in addition to just being fun reads oh yeah and that's half the time why
1: he does he's like well you read it heath now i'm just i'm gonna throw it up here if that's okay right right go
0: for it I mean, it's not like people aren't going to eventually read it anyway, so might as well give it to them and work out the kinks and figure out what needs to be done to make it awesome before it hits the main page.
1: I mean, a lot of times all I do is he puts something up and then I take the text he has, I break it up into sections however we see fit, add pretty pictures, navigation, stuff like that. Otherwise, it's essentially the same thing. Right, right. And we know it's all deserving because Jake did it. <laughs> Definitely. And I have to boost his ego so that he keeps doing things. All
0: right. We got some more stuff. We got another email here. And then I think some more tweets have come in. So why don't you take uh, the email here?
1: All right. Scott sent us an email and said, I was recently getting caught up on the last couple of episodes of the Dyson podcast when I heard the story about the guy who has taken his love of Dragon Ball as inspiration to work out, study martial arts, and fight his cerebral palsy. That's fantastic and very inspirational. It also got me thinking. You talk a lot about fandom and the show itself, but now I am curious how Dragon Ball, including your website and podcast, have affected people outside of just their fandom. What I mean by that is, how has the show changed lives beyond just watching the anime and doing fan activities? I think the best possible story is that Mike and Mary met each other. Oh, this, no, we're not doing this. You guys got married. That's whatever. Whatever. <laughs> No, that Mike and Mary met each other through the show and are now married. It has certainly changed their lives. So, guys, how has the show or the love and fandom of it affected people outside of their fandom? Have people gotten jobs because of it? Uh, Julian learned Japanese, moved to Japan, now he's married. Is this in part due to Dragon Ball? I'd also love to hear more about the guy you mentioned on the show fighting history cerebral palsy, as well as any other inspirational stories. This would be a write-in-and-tell-us-your-story kind of topic in addition to to your own stories.
0: There you go. There's the call from Scott. How has Dragon Ball affected your lives for the better? I think uh, depending on the amount of answers we get, we could turn that into a topic at some point. It, Mary and I, I, I guess, you know, fate, Dragon Ball was the catalyst for getting us together. So obviously that affected our lives for the better. I think all of us, the the skills that we've learned through working on Shu EX and Konzintai, now Shu. I mean, I'm in the line of work I am, because of that stuff. I think you're in a completely different line of work, but maybe you'll change one day. Well, I
1: am because I went to college for one thing and I decided to stick with it. Right. So that's what happened. But I've done a bunch of other work outside of just Dragon Ball working on websites and, and designing web pages and things like that. So it's just amazing the things you learn. I've used Photoshop for my job, which I never would have been able to do if I didn't need it to run a website. Right,
0: right. So things like that
1: there's just a lot of little things like that
0: so there you go we uh we want to hear your stories folks so if dragon ball has affected your life for the better write us in send us an email send us a tweet we want to hear it all right so i think we got a couple less tweets in the meantime uh nathan wants to know should we assume dbc for connect was the rumored game project age 2012 we heard of last year as far as we know that's the only game coming out this year right Right. All right. So that
1: answers. And I doubt we'll see another one.
0: Uh, Christian wants to know when the Dragon Balls bring back the lives of the humans, do they bring back to life the ones that have been brought back before? Ooh. Tough call. I guess it depends on which set of Dragon Balls and who's in charge of said Dragon Balls at that point. And what humans? Yeah. Who would there have been? All right. So.
1: Because the only time, isn't it, when Boo. Right kills everyone
0: kills everyone
1: but then we're in the other set of dragon balls
0: yeah we're on dende and upgraded dragon balls so at that point i don't like has he said that that part of it has been changed because that was the point of the namekian dragon balls was yeah we can bring someone back again we can just only do one at a time so he upgraded
1: the dragon balls to have three wishes well
0: two and then three and then oh two wishes (laughs) and then
1: eventually three and then sort of kind of that's why they made a guidebook for this right
0: (laughs) let's just assume that dende did that upgrade so when they bring back everyone killed by boo if someone had been killed before they probably came back at that point right
1: yeah i would say so all right
0: that that's our best guess
1: otherwise people would be really confused when like some guy standing next to you is still dead on the ground but you've come back
0: to life <laughs> i know right uh i guess we have to address this at some point because everyone wants to know where do you guys stand on the bring back tsunami debate you'd be surprised how many hardcore fans are against it oh my god
1: i'll let you take this
0: tsunami was not a part of our fandoms and our lives the way it was for people that were 10 years younger than us I mean, we were already college age at that point and running our websites for an extent. Well, no, you weren't running your site for an extended period of time, but right, you were, you were coming to your site. So you'd already been part of the community for many, many years at that point. Yes. So Toonami and its playing of Dragon Ball was a, for me, it was, fuck it, I give up on this for a year for a little bit. And then it was... Not like I didn't watch it, guys. <laughs> so that was not my fandom. So I'm kind of ambivalent on this, like from a marketing perspective, and just in terms of what Cartoon Network has turned into and what Tsunami did for Anime in America. Yeah, it's kind of a no brainer. That would be an amazing idea. And it's what the industry needs for another little kickstart here. So yeah, bring it back in that light, right? I mean, I'm all for bringing it back,
1: but I don't know. I'm not going to tweet about it because I just don't... I
0: don't even have cable,
1: so I'm not going to watch it. it, Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, no offense to anyone, but it's just it doesn't really affect me. It'd be great, and if it comes back, yeah, maybe I'd have to get cable so I could watch it. And but.
0: they would have to do it completely different. They can't just play shows from 10 years ago and expect that to work. Kai worked yeah, a little they- bit because things were different, it was updated, and Dragon Ball's always still been sort of popular, but if all they do is just play old shows, you're going to get the old audience, and not even all of the old audience, and you're not going to get any new audience, because they're going to be eight and say, this looks old, I don't care. So it would have to be an entirely new that both thrives on nostalgia and expands the audience at the same time and you're in a tough position at that point right now
1: and you're gonna have to do newer shows yeah yeah like you were saying like uh, i don't think there's any way around it but maybe you could split we'll it, it
0: half old stuff have new stuff i don't know i'm i'm in marketing but if i were a marketing guru of major paychecking this i would have already solved this problem by now and probably not be doing a dragon ball podcast anymore well you still would be. i still would be <laughs> I know. don't lie i guess i can't get around that i'll be doing this until the day i die in fact after i'm dead i'll still be doing it uh all right do we have any other questions let me scrolling down the list i think we hit all the questions people had that i recently saw come in do you see anything else or shall we call it? All right. We's done. Heath, if people have questions, comments, all that good stuff, should we set up an email address or should we just use the contact form on the site and like put a little check thing for if you want this on the podcast, click this.
1: I don't know. I haven't said yet. We could do either. I mean, no, we'll figure it
0: out. I don't know. So folks, if you we'll have questions for the podcast specifically, you can either note it when you send in your contact form. Just click contact on any page of the website or you can tweet us and say, hey, uh, podcast, whatever, uh, Heath, the website address
1: www.kanzenshuu.com. w dot
0: heath the twitter at
1: k-a-n-z-e-n-s-h-u-u just
0: make you say the exact same thing again i'm
1: gonna get this thing memorized
0: eventually. i know eventually. i actually slipped earlier today and i said daizen x to mary in response to i don't know we were out getting groceries or something and it was i think it's the first time oh, blame since launch that i've actually slipped talking about the site and it wasn't recorded so uh, i'm pretty sure see
1: and for me, like when I do the websites and stuff, it's a little harder because it's all exactly the same as before. Yeah. yeah. Except for the end. Right. It's, right. For me, it's the right? beginning. That's
0: different. I think it was, Oh, is it Lord Moonstone? they had a tweet the other day. It was like, where he's like, sometimes I think it's, you can tell that it's hard for Mike to say. Yeah, 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 to get used to saying KonZenshu instead of X No, no, I'm pretty good because I psych myself up when I'm talking about it. So, all right, Heath, we're going to bring this episode here to a close. This was 297 of the show. We have some awesome stuff coming up. I'm actually out for a wedding next week, so we'll have to figure out uh, what it is we're doing next week. But that GT review is coming soon. If it weren't for sickness and weddings, I keep making excuses, but I want to watch those episodes. And uh, I guess I'll toss out there we also have someone let's just say we have someone of a great papacy style of awesomeness semi-confirmed for what i think is going to turn into a two-part podcast topic that we actually no i don't think we talked about on the show but i was tweeting about it the other day we're gonna do it and i'm very very excited about that so look forward to that uh Heath, that's it right yeah i think that's it we just have to
1: finalize a couple all things. right
0: let's uh let's go drink some water and blow some noses and crash and go to work
1: yay another week another dime
0: all right man we already gave the website twitter all that good stuff so thanks for joining me thanks for having me and i appreciate joining you it, it goes both ways now i know see it's how we roll awesome stuff the
1: two old guys getting together on a sunday <laughs> I know. night look at this <laughs>
0: super cool Alright, konzenshu.com, we're in your ears every week, we're on your eyes every day via website and forum and chat and all that stuff. Konzenshu.com, 297 298 in your ears next week. Check you later, folks.